TheChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always. Always. Use your head. You are now listening to ChairShot Radio. Always use your head. Oh, yeah, here it is, David Ungar. After like a month away, Chair Shot Radio Hockey Talk is back. That's right, noble listeners. You are listening to Hockey Talk here on the Chair Shot Radio Network, a part of the chairshot.com, where we encourage you to always use your head. Thechairshot.com. Always. Use your head. I am Patrick O'Dowd, and I am joined by David Ungar, the lawyer himself, as always. Last week, we gave you a 5 by 5 talking a little Disney attractions. But this week, everyone, we are back on the hockey train. We're back on the hockey train. Dave, welcome back to the hockey train. Yeah, when last we left you, noble listener, the season was just starting. Now we're a quarter of the way in, so we can actually talk intelligently about things. That's true. We're gonna talk. We're gonna talk standings in the first half of the show. We got a couple of news uh, bites that came out this past week that uh, I wanted to hit and talk to on the back half of the show. The last time we, the last time we did this episode of uh, an episode of Hockey Talk, we did overreactions and. I don't know if you'll recall, but one of my overreactions has uh, has not panned out. Therefore, we're going to revisit that when we take a look at the standings. And um, you know what? We're just we're just going to get to it, Dave. I think I think we're just going to get to it. No commercial breaks. We're just going to dive right in. Before we do that, though, got it. Got to play some hockey music, man. So last we talked, well, I we, we did this bold prediction overreaction the first couple of weeks of the season. The St. Louis Blues, my beloved Blues, were in the midst of a horrendous losing streak. And I and I foolishly, in my gross overreaction, because the Chicago Blackhawks at the time were like in third place in in the wet in the central, was like the Chicago Blackhawks will make the playoffs as the sneaky wildcard team and the Blues will miss the playoffs. As of today, when we are recording, 12-3-2022, the Blackhawks are in last place. They have since, I think they started the season like 6-2. and two. They are now 12-6. and six. Oops. My Blues still stink. They're a game under 500. They still stink. They uh, they did recover from their eight-game losing streak to go on like an eight-game winning streak. So they balanced themselves out, but 
they're still uh, they're still not great. Yeah, I don't. Um, not going to be a good year for either of our teams. I mean, we might we might both be sitting here like uh, on the outside looking in on the playoffs. Um, so uh, yeah, yeah I, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to go on there uh, for with St. Louis. They just uh, to say that they're an uneven team would be. Oh god, almost oversimplifying it. They they're getting I think they're getting solid goaltending. They they don't defend. They don't or I, I they don't defend it and they don't score. They just don't do anything on the ice well except, you know, Jordan Bennington who can only do so much before, before he gives up goals. You know what I mean? Like there's just only so much the guy can do. Jordan Kyrou's starting to come around a little bit. I will say it, the Blues are six and four in their last ten, uh, but they're sitting on a on a two game losing streak. So a lot of season to play out, and, and Craig Berube maybe he gets them going, but right now it's it's just hard to see that they, that they're going to do anything more than be a middling NHL team the rest of the season. Yeah, I think. It looks like they, like both of our teams are in the same predicament. They are going to be, I, I think hope for the top three in the division is probably gone for both of us, even this early. Um, but battling for the wild card seems to be the, the, the fate that the blues and the caps will have. I mean, the caps kind of have played a little bit better lately. Um, they lost a bad game to Seattle the other night, but I don't, I mean, I don't know if you want to talk about the Kraken, but um, there's the hottest team in the NHL right now. And I, I tell you, Watching the last ten minutes of that Seattle Washington game the other night, um, they they that team is young. Um, they just, I mean, they just wore the Caps down. The Caps are an older team; they couldn't hang with them. And the last, the ice was so slanted those last ten minutes. Um, the Kraken look; they kind of remind me of the Golden Knights when they first started. It maybe took them a year, but that team what they're in second place behind the knights i mean you've got the yeah. two youngest teams in the league well in the Pacific. this this continues to go back to my big complaint about nhl expansion expansion teams almost in the nhl for some reason because of the way that they're allowed to to pick from other teams even with them being handcuffed a little bit still can manage to be contenders relatively quickly the other thing that's interesting is the pacific is okay you know what i mean like if you look at if you look at the performance seattle and vegas have been kind of head and shoulders the kings have 13 wins but they're they're scoring less than their than their um than their opponents the pacific's not very good dave they're they're, they're just not they're 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 middling they're okay i'm using the word middling a lot you know you got a lot of teams 13 and 9 13 and 11 10 and calgary's 10 and 10 Calgary was supposed to be better. They were supposed to be better than than ten and ten. Yeah, the Pacific's top heavy. I mean, you got Vegas, Seattle, the Kings a little bit, but Edmonton's struggling a little. Um, yeah, you know, it's still it's still relatively early. They can catch fire, but yeah, I mean, I love what I, Vegas continues to be. Vegas and Jersey are are the teams that I just didn't see coming this year, at least not to this. So you saw extent. Boston. You saw Boston doing not, what they're doing. Not to this extent. Bo- Boston, no. oh, Boston, no. fucking obliterating everybody, outscoring their opponents by forty. That's absurd. That actually, and, that it's funny you brought up them and the Devils because I was going to ask how are they, 
How are they doing it? You know, 19 and 4, 19 and 3. Devils are 19 well, and 4. I mean, Boston is kind of easy to isolate because they don't lose at home. They haven't lost. They've set an NHL record for consecutive home wins. They, if well, they're not losing on the road either. Yeah, not much. I mean, every one, every, like once every 10 games or something like that. So, yeah, if you're going into TD Garden, good luck because you're probably going to get worked. And the Devils just, I mean, you know, <laughs> I look at one big factor for the Devils has been goaltending. And yep. that trade that they did with the Caps for Vitek Vanacek, which Paying I off. was like, bad idea, bad idea, guys. And he has been stellar for the New Jersey Devils. The young guys... Jack Hughes has played really well. They've got they've got so much young talent that they just are coming. I mean, you could almost look you look at the Metro, and I know it's early, but you could almost sit there and say, dude, that division might be over because they're eight points up already. And and I mean they're not getting any worse. So and, and the funny thing is, is that the teams behind them are good teams. Like Carolina is still a good team. The Islanders, a good team. So to be doing it the way that they're doing, yes. I want to throw something out to you. Detroit, is it time to declare the rebuild over and that they are actually in competitive mode because they are actually right there in the thick of things? Yeah, I think that that they are. I, I do think the rebuild is, I don't know if we call it over, but it is definitely, they they have, they have taken it, taken a major step forward from last season to this season, and you know, and one of the good ways you can tell whether or not a team is, is really taking a step forward is look at those overtime performances. You know, where they're getting points, that, like they're you know they're one and two in shootouts, but you know they've got five ties, or you know they've been or sorry they've they've taken it to overtime five times, so they're at least getting a point. So the games are always competitive. When you play them, like you're not, you're not going to roll into Detroit or vice versa. Detroit's not going to roll into you and you're going to, you're going to crush them. And, and again, and they're protecting home ice pretty well. You know, we're talking about Boston being 13 and oh, you look at the rest of the division over there in the Atlantic, Toronto's eight and two, eight, two and three, Tampa Bay, seven, three and one, Detroit, seven, three and three. Like teams, the the top half of the Atlantic is protecting home ice with with ease, and so you do that, you're gonna you're gonna win some games. You're gonna win a lot of games, and they're yeah they're proving it. And again, another young hungry team that has been built. It's taken time, but the rebuild is in full effect, and I think that they, uh, they they do look like at least a wild card, dangerous first round opponent. I don't know if you want to face them in the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. They're the ones that can sneak up on you. Yeah, after 82 games of beating the hell out of each other, and then you got this really young team. They, uh, New Jersey's the same thing. I mean, Boston is, Boston is. I mean, as great as they are, I wonder about their longevity a little bit because they are an older team. You know, they're not right. like the Caps or the Penguins, but um, you know, they're up there a little bit. But yeah, I, I agree with you. Detroit's a team I won't want to face. I don't want to face the Devils in the first round. I, I don't want to face the Kings, to be honest with you, in the first round. Or right. Seattle. Or really Vegas. And definitely not Colorado. But, uh, you know, it's it, I guess the surprise to me is is looking at 
I thought more we we get more out of Columbus with Johnny Gaudreau in there, yeah. and they are really bad. Yeah, and Florida's Florida's not doing what I thought they would do, but they lost some key players in Florida as well. So, right. yeah. Hey, can we at least just embrace the fact that we can always count on Ottawa to be terrible? Just always. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't matter what they do. Somebody buy that team. Has anybody bought that team it, yet? I don't think so. And Buff Buffalo is uh is not as bad as they've been, but still but they're still a disappointment. Right. They were supposed to be a team on the rise. They were supposed to be one of those teams. They're they're supposed to be where Detroit is right now. That's what that's what's fascinating. There is that they they were supposed to be Detroit. We didn't see Detroit being Detroit. We saw Buffalo doing what Detroit's doing. And I would have sworn that the Rangers and the Islanders would have been in opposite positions right now. But, yeah, it's, uh, the Rangers not getting quite the stellar goaltending from Shesterkin that they got last year. It's not bad, but it hasn't right. been quite what carried them. But, yeah, it's, it's right, a weird season. I mean, the Rangers were our all-too were our, was our all too early Stanley Cup winner following season. I, I, was, I, I think I was one of them. It was like all-too-early prediction. Uh Rangers can can come back and make a game of it. It's not you know, it's not looking like got it though. Time. They've got they time, do. but you know, it's it's you know a quarter of the way in, you start looking at things, saying, okay, these aren't anomalies anymore. Now they're kind of yeah, it's trends. More yeah, there's solidity to it now, and and you're like, well, you know, maybe maybe the, this uh, New Jersey team is better than I thought they were. So they yeah. certainly are playing like it. I know some friends of mine. Uh, our big time Devils fans, and they are losing it. So I, I will five goal differential for New yeah. Jersey. It's like it's just like Boston, Boston plus forty. Like those two teams, had I I I saw Bo- I'm still stunned by Boston more than New Jersey just because I'm here. And even Boston fans, Bruins fans were like, "Oh, we're gonna be good." I don't think anybody thought they'd be this good. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't see it. I didn't see Boston being right. this good. Um, just just to the point where you know I watched them play Tampa the other night. I mean, they they kind of had their way with the Lightning, and that's saying something. So yeah, I there you go. Got Suck no it, answers, man. Got no answers, man. Well, and with no answers, we'll keep asking questions. But we're gonna we're gonna go into our first commercial break here, our only commercial break today. And uh, talk a couple of uh, news around the NHL bits. I'm going to give Dave the chance to wax poetic about one of his favorite guys, and then we're gonna we're gonna wish well uh, a terrific player. So that's uh, that's on the flip end here. Before we go to our recorded commercials, though, I did want to remind you that if you enjoy hockey talk, if you enjoy bandwagon nerds, if you enjoy the DWI podcast, if you enjoy all of the content that we put out on the ChairShot Radio Network at thechairshot.com, then head over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash thechairshot and invest in one of our mini t-shirt designs. We have all kinds of shirts to choose from, from program shirts like Bandwagon Nerds to sayings from shows to jokes we make on the air. All kinds of good stuff out there for you to choose from. The best way to help us continue to give you quality content every single day is to get our name as to help us get our name out there, rep our brand, and yes, spend a little money on us, invest in us so that we can keep giving you the content that we give you. We love doing this, we love doing these podcasts, 
And so we really, really, really appreciate your support. Again, prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. Shirts are only $19.99, or if you're feeling fancy, want something that feels nice on your giblets, get it soft style. Your skin will thank you. When we come back, a couple of news bits around the NHL. You are listening to Hockey Talk here on the Chair Shot Radio Network, a part of the chairshot.com. This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. All right, everyone, welcome back to Hockey Talk on the Chairshot Radio Network, a part of thechairshot.com. Couple of news bites that have come out of hockey this week that I wanted to talk about. The first one comes out of Pittsburgh as Chris Letang will be out indefinitely for the Pittsburgh Penguins after he had a stroke. Now, this is not, it's actually not the first stroke he suffered, by the way, but at 35, reports are he's not experiencing any lasting effects of the stroke, but he needs to have tests over the next week, according to general manager Ron Hextall. The condition is not believed to be career-threatening. Now, that's great, but kind of scary, man, uh, for somebody like Chris Letang, good player. What? Wow. Like, I guess you, you don't really think of stuff like that at 35, right? Like, I'm nine years older than this dude, and I'm like, man, strokes. Multiple strokes. Multiple strokes. Yeah, that, that's... Uh... Yeah, that's uh, I mean, that's it's a sad story, it's disturbing. Uh, Chris Letang, one of the one of the better Penguins players over the years, and coming for me, that's saying something. But still, that uh, doesn't take away from the fact that he's a tremendous player, uh, even better person. I think he was out for like two months for the one he had in 2014. Right. Um, They're saying this one it, is much less serious than that one, and apparently, what he did was he he was experiencing like a migraine. And so he called their medical staff and that's when they, you know, went to the hospital to get the test done. And they were like, it looks like you had a stroke and he didn't even know. So that's why they, they continued to do it. So, yeah, I mean, you know, they, they, I think what is, they call them TIAs, transient ischemic attacks when they're kind of mild like that. And a lot of people don't even, you know, mini strokes and things that people don't even know that they have. I think it's a headache. Actually, it's a stroke. But, uh, you know, they, it's obviously a serious thing. Um, I certainly wishing him the best of of recoveries. You know, they'll have to run the gamut of tests. But, yeah, he's young enough that shouldn't be that big a deal. But on the other hand, you know, when you're more susceptible to strokes, it it raises some questions as to, I, I you know, no indication it's career-threatening. But if you're him, at some point you start thinking, you know, maybe I need to step away. I mean, the guy's a multi-time Stanley Cup champion. Um, right. Not a whole lot left to prove for him. So maybe he cuts his career a little bit short. I don't know. Uh, maybe he he did agree to a six year, thirty six point six million dollar contract. So we'll uh, we'll have to see how long that lasts. Here's what's really interesting. Um, to j- just to give everybody an idea of the seriousness or lack thereof. I mean, he he's not clear for hockey activities, but he did quote, take a twirl on the ice at the practice facility on Thursday. So 
already up and around and mobile. His doctors feel confident enough in letting him participate in light activity, which is good. So, yeah, I think that it's just kind of news to be aware of. He's he's gonna he's a heck of a player. After his first stroke, uh, he's he still played 543 regular season games. So it's not like and, and another 69 nice playoff games. So it's not like he's like even after his first stroke that that he was in any sort of dire suffering any sort of dire lingering effects. Right. So that's good. Yeah, news. I, I mean, if he's if he's already up on the ice, then then it really is kind of a minor thing. Um, he'll probably be out for like a month, and then he'll be back. Um, the Penguins are doing pretty well without him, but yeah, yeah, having him, he's he's one of their better defenders. So um, well, and it's that's a veteran leadership presence. He's been through the wars. He's been he's won Stanley Cups, as you noted. He's he's had good Stanley Cup playoff series. So you you want him back. If if he's healthy enough to come back, so yeah, yeah I was, guess he, um, he was uh, he was the guy who was a little bit wide on Kuznetsov goal in 2018 that eliminated the pen. So yeah, come back, Chris. Oh yeah, Jesus, well, look at back. you trying to trying to talk a guy down for poor performance. You know that's so I, Dave. I, I, lo- I love so I love Dave. I love the guy for that. Love part, the so. guy. Love the guy. Cool. All right. Well, all the best, Chris Letang, to a speedy recovery. Absolutely. We we look forward to seeing you back on the ice. All right. So the next thing I want to talk about, I'm actually going to play a clip for you, Dave, just so you can hear it because it's a lot of fun. Uh, and then we'll talk about one of your favorite guys. Washington winless in its last six on the road. Has the one nothing lead. Strom has the puck along with Anthony Mantha. Curling back to center. Strom feeds. Ovechkin fires. Score! There you go. That goal by Alex Ovechkin was his 403rd goal on the road. Officially passing one Wayne Gretzky for first all-time for most road goals. Alex Ovechkin is 978 years old. He scored two goals in that game, by the way. That was his second goal of the game. He just keeps scoring, Dave. He just keeps scoring. Now, he he still can't catch, you know, like all time, right? Like, there's no way. Well, I don't know about that anymore. I, I You think, I you think was, he can do it? I He's going to pass Gordie Howe this year and be less than 100 goals away. If he can get, I don't know, I mean... What is the record? 894. So Yeah, I'm looking get, it up right now. I think it's 894 for Gretzky. He's at what? Yep. 790 793. So he is okay. 101 goals away. He will pass Gordy Howe. He's only 8 8 yeah, behind Gordy Howe. That's that's a given. Uh it, you know, he's I know you're saying he's 900 years old. I think he's 37, 38. He's born um, in, yeah, he's 37. He's born in 85. So think about it. Gretzky played till he was 40, I believe, right? Um, right. Three years he plays. If he, by the time this year's over, if he plays three more years, and even if he drops to 30 goals a year, he's there. So, yeah, I, as unlikely as it seemed a couple of years ago, there's definitely a chance that he's going to catch Gretzky. I mean, he's, they're going to need some help. The Caps are, are not getting any younger. 
Um, but right. really, he's the one constant that they have on that team is that if he gets open, and, you know, and anywhere near that left faceoff circle, power play or not, there's a 50-50 shot that, that he's going to score because you don't have to skate real fast to still have one of the fastest and most accurate slap shots in NHL history. He's got that. So, yeah, is there a chance he can do it? I think as unlikely, I mean, he's going to end up second at worst, but um, – yeah, I think if the Caps can get some players around him, Dylan Strom, you, you heard him in that clip. He's been really good for them, a big pickup for them. Um, I, I don't know what this team's going to do at the trade deadline, whether they're going to be buyers or sellers. Um, the other guy in that clip that you mentioned, Anthony Mantha, has vanished lately. He's down at, like, like bottom six forward. He's being treated like a bottom six forward. It's like, I, I, I think of more of him than that, but I... It still seems a little unlikely, but just doing the math and saying, well, if he plays three more years, he averages 30 goals, that's 90. He's just got to come up with an extra, what, 10 from there? Yeah, maybe. He's so get that this year. Here's my, here's my next question. If he does break Wayne Gretzky's record of 894 goals, does he do it in fewer or more games? Gretzky did it in 1,487 games. Ovi's on 1,299. Can he more. score? You think it's going to take him more? I think it'll probably take him more. Uh, just that, because of the way that the league is right now and, and the way that, and where the Caps are right now. If they were a younger team, uh, a more yep. dynamic team, and could and, and could get people that you know would detract, you, know, you have to shift some of the coverages over to some of these other younger guys. And they've got some guys like that, but not enough. Then I'd say fewer, but I, I just, I, you know, Ovi's still the center of att attention and uh, the, the biggest offensive threat for that team. And 37 shouldn't be that way, but it is. So I would say probably, you know, if it does take three years, you know, and he averages 70 games, that's what, 210, that's going to put him past that mark. So I would say it's probably going to take him more. Okay. Follow-up question. In the annals of the NHL, when the career is all said and done, where does Alexander Ovechkin rank amongst the all-time greats? Wayne Gretzky is number one without question. Period. Yeah, if, if even Ovi if he breaks his goal. Even if he breaks his goal record, you know, he's going to be top five, I would say. I, I You'd have to elevate him to top five, but I think he doesn't get to Wayne, you know, he doesn't get – to the point where I'd say, yeah, I'm going to consider him as the greatest of all time without a second Stanley Cup. He's got to get a second I, cup somewhere. Here, here's, here, here's why I don't. I actually would have him ranked probably behind. I'd actually, even if he, even though he's going to pass him, and even though he's, I am actually going to rate, I would put him in top five, but I would put him behind Gretzky and Howe. Because Gordy and Gretzky also, like, like the disparity in assists, between from from Ovechkin to those two is significant. Gordy Howe finished his career at ten forty nine, so Ovechkin might be able to pass that. I doubt it because um, he needs to pass. You know, like he's a shooter, he's a scorer first. And, I mean, and nobody's touching Gretzky with nineteen hundred sixty three assists. Like that's like that's obscene. To what what blows my mind when you look at how great. Wayne Gretzky was in hockey. His plus minus. Do you know? Do you know what his career plus minus was? 
it's it's some insane. absurd number. 520. His points record. 28-57. Like, I, I, that's, that's Ted Williams, you know, is, hitting but, streak sort of territory, man. But think about those teams that he had. Those Oilers teams. Oh, they were, were fucking stacked. great. They were stacked. And, and Gordon but you still, didn't have that. But you still got to do he it. Certainly didn't have. You know, oh, still gonna absolutely. do it. Nineteen hundred assists, I, man. Like nineteen hundred assists. I, like that's. I'm not, and I'm not taking anything away from him. But I'm just saying that he had pieces in place that he could pass to, and he sure. knew that they would come through. Messier, Yari Curry, uh, guys like that, and yeah, Ovechkin has not had that for most of his career. Um, and I'm not saying he would pass the puck even if he did have players of that caliber, because like you're saying, he shoot first, ask questions later, but. Yeah, he's not going to – no way is he going to get the assist mark. Um, yeah, o Ovi versus Gordy is is an interesting debate. The Gretzky thing is 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 one thing. Uh, Gordy's a completely different player. You know, I mean, much oh, more it's complete, physical. And a completely I, I, different I era that. of hockey, right? Like, it's I, just – Yeah, and I say he's much more physical, but that's really not fair. Alex Ovechkin is one of the most physical players that there is. Um, he's not going to drop the gloves and fight like Gordy does. And right. when he does, when he does, when Alex does drop the gloves, it's usually a bad outcome for the other guy. But, uh, you know, he, you're like, you're saying different eras, um, entirely different style of hockey. But yeah, I mean, if he, if he passes Wayne, he's top five, I'd probably put him like maybe four or five, unless he gets that second cup. I mean, right now I'd still have him behind Crosby just because of Sid. And it, I know caps fans are going to be pissed off at me, but Sid's resume, he's um, how many Stanley Cups? Three Stanley Cups and an Olympic gold medal. That's kind of hard to argue against as far as OB being better than him. That's true. So, anyway, it's still a phenomenal record to to chase. Like, the goal-scoring well, record. If he, if he very it, much. If he gets it, if he gets it, it's, it's, un, it's really unbelievable when you think yeah. about it. I didn't... That's like one of those, that's like Lou Gehrig. Oh, no one's ever going to pass that. You know, Gretzky, no one's going to. The fact that we're even talking about it is is a testament to what a, I mean, as far as like, I'd say as far as best pure goal scorers of all time, yeah, Ovi might be number one, even above Gretzky in that category. But um, yeah, it, it's, it's, a, it's a remarkable run. We'll see what happens. He's going to get into the 800. So from there, if he stays healthy, they get some people around him. It's possible. Anything's possible. All right. Well, you know what is possible? It's possible that we have completed another edition of Hockey Talk. That's what's possible. And good on us for, for achieving all of our hopes and dreams and goals. Not not as many as Alex Ovechkin has achieved, but you know we're getting there, everybody. We're working on it. Dave, before we get out of here, of course, I want you to tell everybody how to find you on the proverbial socials. Get your name out there. Get your brand out there. Get your ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot out there. Yes, you can find me on Twitter at Attitude Ag. That is at Attitude A-G-G. And Facebook.com slash Attitude of Aggression. And you can follow me on the Twitter at Wrestling Realist. That is at W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. You can catch me every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday on the Chair Shot Radio Network. Monday talking nerdy stuff. On Bandwagon Nerds, Tuesday talking hockey or entertainment with Mr. Ungar here 
for Chair Shot Radio, and then Wednesday with Greg DeMarco on the Greg DeMarco Show talking some wrestling. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this week's edition of Hockey Talk. We will catch you next week where I once again overreact to every goal the St. Louis Blues score. You have been listening to Hockey Talk on Chair Shot Radio, a part of the Chair Shot Radio Network here on thechairshot.com. And